When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a draft day edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I am Dan Lobby, and I'm joined today by Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, how are you? I'm doing great. It's finally here. Finally here, and Scott Patsko joining us as well. Scott, how are you doing today? Doing good. I think we're all counting down the hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is obviously kind of the only thing going on in the sports world, aside from the Michael Jordan documentary. So I think there's a lot of excitement about this. <laughs> not just with Browns fans, but NFL fans in general. I'm curious to see uh, what, what some of the numbers are off of, uh, off of these broadcasts. So there's a lot to get to. We're going to really focus on, on Thursday night and what could happen for the Browns. And I want to start, uh, Mary Kay, you texted out to our uh, Football Insider subscribers on Wednesday around 3.30. Uh, you texted out that there's all kinds of rumors and reports flying around about teams wanting to trade up and trade back. Uh, at the time when you texted this, you said you hadn't heard anything concrete, but you think the Browns will wait to see how the left tackles come off the board before they make any decisions on whether or not to trade for Trent Williams. Um, so that's sort of the uh, the elephant in the room. What happens with Trent Williams? If he's still available, if the Browns don't have a guy that, that they want, uh, we are recording this on Wednesday, just so everyone knows. So sort of in, in real time here, Mary Kay, what are you hearing? Well, there's a lot going on right now in terms of Trent Williams and the parameters of a trade. And I believe that the Browns have been in contact with the Redskins. Um, you know, I can't say that for 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure that they've been in contact with the Redskins, that they're ready to go uh, in the event they decide to trade for him. I think they're ready to pull the trigger on that. I think ideally what they would like to happen is see how uh, the first picks start to play out, see how those tackles start to come off the board. And if it appears that uh, they can land the guy that they really want out of this uh, college class, if they can get their guy, then maybe they don't trade for a Trent Williams. But if it turns out that the guy or guys that they really want are going to be gone, or they can't trade up to get them or whatever the case may be, you know, then maybe they turn their attention to Trent Williams. Maybe it's more serious than that. Maybe they just want Trent Williams, and they, they're going into this planning to do that. Uh, somehow, some way, he's involved in this. He is a factor. He's in the equation. Now, do they love, let's just say, Andrew Thomas, uh, just because I've been kind of consistent with him. Uh, do they love Andrew Thomas, and Andrew Thomas is gone, and then they pick up the phone and make a deal that they have already kind of worked out with the Redskins? I mean, it could be something like that. Now, the, the monkey wrench that could get thrown into this is that perhaps another team could try to, tr to swoop in there and trade for Trent Williams and kind of force their hand a little bit so that maybe they can't wait until the draft begins and they have to make a decision sooner than that. So lots going on right now with this, uh, but somehow, some way, I do believe that he is involved. 
Yeah, Scott, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on Trent Williams in general, if, if the Browns traded for him. I mean, there's obviously a lot of things to like. He's played at a very high level. It's also been a little while since he's actually played, and, and it's been even longer since he's played a full season. So, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the Browns and Trent Williams? You know, as I've read more about the unlikelihood of, of, of draft picks coming on in and having a uh, big impact in their first year, I'm really falling more into the Trent Williams camp of, of bringing him in and letting him be the guy for however many years he has left and, and getting somebody who can kind of develop in that spot. I think the Browns are going to be aggressive on Thursday. The more I think about free agency, the, that was aggressive. You know, they got Jack Conklin. They got uh, Hooper. They, they went out and, and traded for one of the top fullbacks. Uh, I think they're going to continue to be aggressive. I'd be surprised if they don't move up at this point. I'd be, I'd be really surprised if they stick at 10 and, and make decisions based off what's there. Um, trading up and getting the guy that they want because they feel that he's the best left tackle. If it's, if it's Thomas, if it's, if it's Werfs, um, you know, I, I think that's what, what we're probably going to see on Thursday. I'd be really surprised if the 10th pick comes, they take someone and then that, and then that's it. That that's you know, it would be it would be fine. A lot of people would be happy with that, especially if it's Andrew Thomas. You know, hey, you got your left tackle, we're good to go. You know, and you move on to the second round. But I think the more this has gone on, and, and the more I think about how things have gone in free agency, and the fact that Trent Williams is still dangling out there, um, I would be shocked if we don't see some sort of trade, either a move up or one where they acquire Williams. I think the other thing to think about here with this. Um, with the Trent Williams thing, think about how they're setting this up. They really want Baker Mayfield to be protected very well in this year. They're not messing around. I mean, they got Jack Conklin, they added other pieces. So uh, as you were mentioning, Scott, they want to get the left tackle right. And the easiest way to do that, and I wrote a column basically saying seven reasons they should trade for Trent Williams. Uh, the quickest way to get that position right is to plug a seven-time Pro Bowler in there, and basically you're getting the caliber of a Joe Thomas at that position immediately. Now, granted, he did sit out all of last year, but in my mind, that probably just means uh, he had a little bit less wear and tear on his body. When you're that good, I really do believe that, you know, that it would be a seamless transition to pop yourself back in there and play at that very, very high level again. And again, other things, Bill Callahan knows him, loves him, respects the heck out of him. I'm sure Bill Callahan would love to have him. Uh, he would be a surefire replacement for Joe Thomas. And there are a lot of other things to consider here, but I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, it, it's hard to find arguments against him. I mean, the only arguments are, you know, maybe his age, but he's not that old. It's not like you're bringing in Jason Peters here. Uh, you know, again, the fact that he sat out last year, he hasn't played a full season in a few years before that, uh, you know, you'd have to pay him. But even that, you could look at it and say, okay, you give him a four-year extension and, you know, after two years, maybe you can get out of it. That's how NFL contracts are. I mean, the years in NFL contracts are fake. So, right. you know, there, there's so many ways to kind of, you can talk yourself out of it, but then talk yourself back into it. The one thing I think for sure is this front office isn't going to be rushed and they aren't going to make a rash decision on this where the Redskins say, hey, you better give us your first round pick or you better give us your second round pick. 
I don't think they're going to make a panic to move here. If, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think this front office is going to do things on their own terms in this situation. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And uh, as we saw, a report uh, came out that they have taken it out of the hands of Williams and his agent, Vince Taylor. It's now the Redskins are back. You know, they've given him permission to try to work out a trade. Uh, Trent Williams' agent charged that they were not negotiating in good faith. So now it is back in the Redskins' hands. They are controlling what happens in terms of the, the trade compensation and, and what they can get for Trent Williams. But it is to the point where, uh, you know, he doesn't want to be there. He wants out. So it would behoove them to move him. I don't know. It just seems to me like it's all adding up uh, to, to end up with him as a Cleveland Brown. I could be completely, I could be wrong about this. I, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe it won't happen. Or once again, maybe it will go to draft day and they'll be able to get the, the college prospect that they want. Uh, but it sort of seems like it's lining up to me. And, and let's remember what Andrew Barry has said repeatedly over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's noted how rare it is for a rookie to come in and hit the ground running, right? You're not, you're not guaranteed to draft a Pro Bowl in the first round. And if you look at all the, all the tackles that have been drafted over the last five years, less than 50% have played at least 500 snaps and gotten a, a pro football focus grade of 70 or above, which according to their data is like quality. It's, it's starter level. Anything below 70, you're looking at backup level. So that's not a huge, or very, I mean, it's not a huge high threshold to, to meet 500 snaps is, is like half of a team's total over a season. So if, if you're looking at less than 50% of reaching that, then somebody like Trent Williams is going to start looking even more attractive. You know, you know what he can do, and he's, he's proven it versus, you know, the, the tackle that you, has all the tools, but you just don't know how they're going to be as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been spoiled here in Cleveland, right? Joe Thomas got drafted number three overall in 2007, stepped on the field week one, and didn't leave the field until 2017, and, and was great. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, one, one of the best left tackles we've ever seen. You know, Tristan Wirfs might be great. Andrew Thomas might be great. Jedrick Wills might be great, but that doesn't mean they're going to walk on the field and start and be great week one and then not leave the field for 10,000 plus snaps. <laughs> that last part especially is, is highly, highly unlikely. But, you know, if, if you can give a guy a little time to develop or, you know, now, you know, if they bring in Trent Williams, we're probably talking more about maybe you're moving down and grabbing uh, uh, Ezra Cleveland or, um, you know, one of these other tackles that maybe could be there in the second round or somebody else in, you know, the early third round, something like that. You're taking a more developmental left tackle, and, and now you can use that number 10 pick to maybe impact your team right away in another way. You know what? I thought it was unless, really unless interesting. Course, too. Sorry, American, unless, of course, you give up that number 10 pick. Yeah, which I don't – they wouldn't do that. They're not going to give up number 10 uh, for Trent Williams unless somebody else swoops in and they get into some kind of a bidding war. Right now, I'm not seeing that happening. I don't think it would take that. Uh, but you guys, you know, may have seen, and some some of our listeners may have seen uh, the quotes from Scott McLuhan, the uh, uh, the NFL draft consultant. I mean, he raved and raved about Trent Williams and how he would be right now if you plugged him into this draft, he would be the number one prospect, the number one tackle in this draft right now at the age of 31. So there there are just so many things that say. Uh, you know, this makes sense. The only, the only little red flag, and it's really not little, uh, one of the only red flags I think for me would be, like, 
you know, you can't really do the medicals right now. You can't do the medicals. And he did have a tumorous growth, a cancerous growth removed from his head. Everybody tells me that he's fine, that it wasn't anything that it was a recurring thing, uh, that, it, that it's something that isn't supposed to be uh, coming back or anything like that. So that would be one of the only things. But uh, there's, there's so many other pluses to this, including being able to use that number 10 on something else or trading it back and making up for the pick that you, and still getting who you want and making up for the pick or picks that you're going to have to use to get Trent. You can almost get him for free from a compensation standpoint if you play your cards right with the number 10 overall pick. Uh, you know, you can get that back. So, and, and I think these guys are going to use all the analytics and all the, you know, Harvard hocus pocus that they have uh, to mess around with these picks and, and make sure that they maximize what they get out of this draft. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems... It just seems like the thing to do. Kevin Stefanski doesn't want to hear about your Harvard focus focus. He, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't like that. He, might, he likes to make the Ivy League jokes. So, so let's just ask this question. What's your stopping point? If you're the Browns GM and, and you've got Washington on the phone and they say, we want this, when are you hanging up the phone? So are we talking, would you give up 41? Are you hanging up the phone at both third rounders? Um, I mean, I'd probably stop at, you know, I'd consider 41. I would certainly consider maybe giving them, you know, one of those thirds, maybe a third and a fifth. I don't think they have a fourth, um, whatever it is. You know, maybe one of those thirds and another pick. Where are you stopping, Scott, if Washington has you on the phone and starts throwing things out? Well, I'm stopping before I get to the first round for sure. Uh, yeah. I. I think if you if you deal 41, if that's part of the package, then the Browns are probably looking to trade down from 10 and try to get try to recoup that that second round pick from someone else. Um, but I think the second round is where I stop. Um, ideally, you you you're talking 2021 draft. I don't know if the Redskins would be interested in in, in a deal that didn't include a pick this year, but um, but yeah, I would obviously stop before I got to the first round. Uh, yeah, I, I would try to. I would definitely try to do that. But once again, if it becomes a situation where uh, he is the best option for you and you have to weigh that against what you would have gotten by standing pat and staying there right at number 10 and ending up with a Jedrick Wills Jr., you, you know, you, you can ask yourself that question. Trent Williams, Jedrick Wills. Now, if Jedrick Wills turned out to be everything that you wanted him to be, then for the next 12 years, you're set at left tackle. And that's not going to happen with Trent Williams. You're going to have, you're going to get a good four years out of him, probably four Pro Bowl years, I would think. I mean, you could potentially get that. I think this year would have been number eight for him. I think if he gets a couple more in there, then he's in the Hall of Fame conversation, just like Joe Thomas. So you have to ask yourself, and you're going to weigh that, Jedrick Wills versus Trent Williams. But I would try to avoid like heck giving up the number 10 overall pick. I would probably do number two and number four. I kind of liked what Scott McLuhan proposed. A number two and a number four that maybe would improve to a three, depending on accolades and different things like that, Pro Bowls. Uh, that's kind of an intriguing thing. Or, uh, you know, I had somebody say, apparently, uh, somebody reported, according to a source in Washington, that they would even consider taking the two third-round picks. I mean, that would be a steal mm. 
to end up with a seven-time Pro Bowl. I mean, how many teams do you think would have loved to have plugged in a Joe Thomas, and you know, to try to get their team to the next level? I mean, I mean that's Denver. Denver came pretty. Yeah, good. the Broncos. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Really, that is the caliber of play we are discussing. And just just to to clarify, I knew there was a round missing in there. It's a sixth round where there's a pick missing. The Browns have. You know, we know about 41, but also 74 and 97 in the third round and 115 in the fourth round. So if you're going to talk trades for whether it's Trent Williams or a trade to move up, something like that, that's kind of the starting point, that 41, 74, uh, you know, those, that second through fourth round, those four picks, that's sort of where, you know, you might say to a, another GM, all right, look at these four picks and kind of pick two of them and then, and then we'll talk and, and see see what we can do so um it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out and uh you know this is a good kind of first test i think uh, for andrew barry and and paul de podesta on this whole group as they go through this and, and try to decide because i think trent williams would be like he's a very good player but he does he is a little bit out of character i think for this front office because he is in his 30s he would be expensive the rest of that line is very expensive. So this is just going to be an interesting approach. And if they made this trade, it would basically tell you they believe they can win right now. This is not, they're not thinking about winning two, three years from now. They believe they can start winning right now. What do you guys think of the fact that you would have to pay him a boatload of money after you trade? This doesn't, it's not just like, oh, okay, we trade him and, and that's the end of it. You'd really have to sign him to an extension after that. Now, again, you can mess around with that depending on how high of a draft pick you gave up. If you gave up a higher pick, like a second, then you're going to want a longer deal and you're going to want to keep him around longer. If you only give up a third, then maybe you go with a shorter-term contract and then you also draft your left tackle in the future. But what do you guys think about the money that you would also have to pay him? You know, I think the Browns are in a good position knowing that they have a couple contracts that could get off the books uh, after next year and – make up some of that money. You know, Olivier Vernon obviously is one that you could keep him through this year. And then, you know, that's 15 million off the books there. And then uh, obviously uh, Odell and, and Jarvis, um, uh, one of those guys, at least you could possibly move. And again, you're, you're saving a bunch of money there. So uh, if they bring in Trent Williams, it's, it shows that there's like a sense of urgency here. It's not so much about long-term down the road. It's, it's, they, they think they have an ability to win now. So that's a two to three year window. But after that two to three years, like I said, you have some, you have spots where you can, we can get that money back. And, and like I said earlier, I think the reality of this is um, NFL contracts are still very much, you look at the first two years, maybe you look at the third year, but then after that, you're, you're going to have flexibility in that contract. I mean, look at Jarvis Landry's extension, right? Everybody, panicked when they saw it was five years 75 million dollars but the reality was it was a two-year deal and then we'll kind of see after that and now we're going into year three and next year there's probably going to be some conversations about Jarvis and, and what the Browns want to do with him uh just to, just so we have a, a point of comparison Jonah Williams last year went number 11 uh the Bengals tackle who, who didn't play he got hurt but he's got cap numbers this year of four million four point eight million 5.6 million in 2022 and then there would be that fifth year option where that that would jump pretty high because that would be you know I, it sort of depends on where you're taking but it's essentially the transition tag or close to it you would play on in that fifth year option so that so that number jumps pretty high in the fifth year but that's sort of what the browns are weighing too is that 
that cost control when they have the rest of that line um, kind of extended and paid outside of right guard. So, um, you know, look, I'd be okay with bringing the guy in and extending him because this is the NFL. The math always gets funky in the NFL. And Scott, you mentioned it. You're, you're looking to win if you bring him in in two, three, four years. You know, you're, you're creating that window. Okay, so play out that window and then send him packing. If he, if he starts to fall off, it, it kind of works out perfectly, I think, uh, in, in that range. Uh, okay, so off the top of the show, I mentioned Mary Kay sending out a text to our football insider. So I'm going to tell you guys really quickly about football insider before we uh, talk a little more draft here. Uh, if you want to get involved in football insider, all you have to do is go to cleveland.com slash Browns and scroll down the page on the right side. There's a box there where you can sign up for a 14 day free trial. After that, it's $3.99 a month. And what you get is texts from Mary Kay, Scott, Ellis Williams. Uh, we will text you guys a few times throughout the day with what we're hearing, analysis on the latest news. We have a newsletter that goes out every day to our texters that has exclusive content we don't put anywhere else on the site. That's the sort of stuff you get. We also can interact with you. So somebody, we, we text you something, you can text us back, and then we re reply directly to you on your phone. Nobody else sees it. You're the only one that gets it. it it's kind of a cool chance to interact with us. Um, and if you don't like it, you can cancel with a text, but I don't think you're going to want to do that after your 14 day free trial is over. You'll want to stick with us for that $3.99 a month. So like I said, go to cleveland.com slash Browns, find it down the right side of the page, or you can text me 216-208-3965. Again, that's 216-208-3965 to get signed up. And you'll want to be signed up, especially this draft weekend. You will want to be signed up because we'll be texting you instant analysis on the picks. Uh, we'll be taking questions for our newsletter every single day. Uh, that, so you guys are going to help us kind of write that every day. And you'll, you'll want to be a part of this over the weekend. We keep seeing that number grow here during this draft season. So uh, get involved with Football Insider. Okay, so let's say the Browns don't trade that pick. Let's say they don't trade for Trent Williams. Uh, they're sitting there at number 10. Who, who's your guy right now? Mary Kay, I think we know who your guy is, but, but who's your guy there at number 10? Yeah, I just wanted to make a couple oh, go ahead. super quick points uh, that I, I didn't get to make yet about Trent Williams very quickly. Remember what everybody said about Greg Robinson when he came out in 2014. Surefire can't miss prospects. So that he's a good example of how you just really don't know. The other thing real quick is a lot of these guys are juniors and all the coaches that I talk to, Kirk Ferentz, Nick Saban, when they talk about these guys, they say, oh, they're just scratching the surface. They're really just now learning how to play. They have a long way to go. They're 21 years old. They're just three years out of high school. I mean, like you hear this and it's like, whoa, whoa, you know? Uh, so, so those are, uh, you know, two, two real key things to consider here. The other thing is Jonathan Ogden came in and started at guard for a year before he moved to tackle. So if Jonathan Ogden benefited from something like that, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, so that's that. Uh, that's my little soapbox um, for Trent Williams. But um, if I'm still an Andrew Thomas guy, I, I don't know. I just, whatever. I just feel like he's um, solid, clean, left tackle experience, character. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's kind of the total package. It's hard to say, you know. I mean, these guys are all so close. And, every, you know, everybody has them ranked differently. One guy loves Mackay Becton. The next guy loves Worse. The next guy loves Thomas. And I actually, you know, haven't watched hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of film of all these guys. Uh, but the more I read and study about Andrew Thomas, I, I just like him. 
Yeah, I, th I think I'm leaning towards Andrew Thomas as a little more. Of, he feels a little more plug and play to me. And, and again, I'm like you. You know, I don't hole up in my basement and, and watch film. There's there's a lot of draft experts that do. I'm I'm not going to pretend to be one of those guys. But ju just based on sort of, uh, you know, as I as I've done research, as as I've learned about these guys, you know, a guy like Tristan Wirfs sounds really impressive. But I just don't know if he's going to be there. So, right. you know, if I'm choosing between a guy like Mackay Becton who maybe is a little raw, who maybe has a super high ceiling, but I don't know what he's going to be necessarily. There's a little more risk involved there. Yeah, Andrew Thomas feels like a safer pick, and I know safe isn't always the way to go, but it's hard for me to talk myself out of Andrew Thomas. I thought, you know, a week ago on our draft show, I had Mackay Becton on my perfect draft. When I actually posted it on cleveland.com, I changed it to Andrew Thomas. So uh, he just feels like one of the safer guys here. And I think maybe safe is okay in this situation. Yeah, I went with Andrew Thomas as well. I'm on perfect mock. Um, I think maybe Doug Lamarie's talked me into uh, <laughs> talked me into going with that. He he was really uh, on the on the Andrew Thomas uh, bandwagon. I, but really, I mean, any of the four, whoever they draft, they draft one of the the four. Whoever's left, whoever they take, it's going to be a you know a case where Browns fans are holding their breath, wondering if this is the guy. So it's you know. We won't know until the games start. You can say the guy fits all the fits everything you want, checks all the boxes, and looks great. But we won't know. And and again, like Dan, like you said, I'm not gonna sit here and say I I have these guys ranked uh, anyway. I, you know, but I'm going off what what a lot of people who break down film have talked about, and what a lot of analysts have talked about, and any of them would be great. But I'll go with Thomas. And you know what? Think about this too. Um, even Joe Thomas has kind of changed his tune a little bit as he's gone along, yeah. right? Uh, you know, I think he sort of started out with Makai Becton. And then when he had to make a pick in the NFL Network mock draft, he went with Jedrick Wills. So even people that are Hall of Famers at the position, there is not a general consensus here on who the best one is and, and who's going to be successful at this. It's a very, very difficult thing to project. You know what, I'm going to steer this back to the Trent Williams discussion, because Scott, you said something and, and it just got me thinking. The other reason why maybe Trent Williams is the way to go here, and maybe I would lean that way a little more now, is I'm thinking through this, and, and this kind of goes off something you said too, Mary Kay, how young these guys are. What, what usually happens a week after the draft? What, what are we usually doing? Rookie camp. Right. And what are we not going to be doing this year, a week or two after the draft? <laughs> and we're not, you know, yep. we, Sean Payton, it, it came out today that they're not even doing an off-season program in New Orleans. You know, everything is digital for the teams that are doing an off-season program. We don't know when training camp's going to start. We don't know if training camp's going to start at the end of July or the middle of August. Or There's so much uncertainty there. And now you're going to throw a rookie at left tackle. You, you know, that, it just slows it down a little bit. And left tackle is left tackle, I guess. But if we're talking about a guy that's played mostly on the right side, a guy that has to get used to his teammates, you know, Trent Williams has been through this, even though he hasn't played for a little while. He's been through this, and, and he kind of knows what he knows. And Bill Callahan, like you've mentioned, Mary Kay, knows him really well. There's certainly an edge there, too, in bringing in a guy like Trent Williams and just having that certainty of, of a veteran um, instead of having to really accelerate a rookie through a program that just doesn't exist right now. Yeah, and I put this in one of my one of my seven things too was you know just the leadership 
that he would bring to this football team. This was a fractured offense last year. It really was. There were factions on the team. Uh, they just did, they were not a cohesive offensive unit. Even on the defensive side of the ball, I thought they lacked some leadership. Some of that was because there were some injuries from uh, guys that normally would be leaders. But, you know, they just don't really have that, you know, that seven-time Pro Bowl potential future Hall of Fame guy like Joe Thomas was. And I thought Scott McLuhan, who, by the way, also advised John Dorsey to draft another former number one first-round Sooner in Baker Mayfield, um, <laughs> But, you know, he, he, he made good points that, I mean, you, you know, you need those guys. You need somebody that is going to come in here and just command respect and have a presence. And they are trying to change the culture of this football team, and they need to. And I just think that, that he is somebody that guys would look up to. Yeah, one of the things Joe Thomas is never going to change his mind about is the fact that he, he believes offensive linemen need to know more than any other player other than the quarterback. You know, as far as the things you need to learn and what you need to master to be successful in the NFL, you know, he puts Lyman right up there. And like you said, the fact that there's no offseason program or at least nothing that's going to resemble what we normally see, that, that's, that's hard, to, uh, hard to overcome. And even though that, that next left tackle is going to be able to, to line up next to Joel Batonio and kind of have him next to him and kind of, you know, be his, his partner going through this season – you're still that's you're asking a lot for someone who you said this it just made me pause for a second three years out of high school uh come in and, and be the the answer for the browns at left tackle so you know yeah experienced pro bowl perhaps hall of fame uh uh left tackle to bring someone like that in yeah that's in this climate i think that's something you pull the trigger on mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, look, I, I get it if, if people are saying, if there's concerns, I've, I've voiced some concerns about, about it. I could understand why you might look at it and say, I don't know, just draft a guy. But I don't know, if they actually made this trade, I, I think it would be hard to argue with, uh, argue with the fact that it would make this football team a, a better team and maybe make some people's lives easier. And those lives include Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield. And they keep saying they're a quarterback-centric organization, so – you know, this team is going to be aggressive, but um, I think there's going to be some other teams too that might drive up that price a little bit. What about Tampa? What if, what if Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski decide, hey, you know what, we want, we want to upgrade our left tackle. I mean, you almost have to do that if you're Tampa, right? There's, just a, there, there's still a lot yeah. of moving parts to this. Yeah, I've been, I've been hearing different things. You know, people throw Tampa in the mix, and they, then they take them back out. They'll throw the Jets into the mix, and they take them back out. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know if there are too many teams still standing right now in the Trent Williams sweepstakes for a number of reasons, including the fact that you can get some good left tackles in this draft. Uh, so, you know, maybe the Browns will only be competing against themselves. Okay. Well, I think that will do it for this edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We're going to do these. Uh, we're going to stick with our daily schedule, and then we're going to have a special one on Saturday uh, after day two of the draft. Um, just a quick pod to kind of recap day two and everything that happened. And then we'll come back next Monday morning uh, with our full recap of the NFL draft and where the Browns stand and, and kind of, you know, turning the clock forward. Uh, I think that's something if you've been following along with Cleveland.com during this time when we haven't had an off-season program and all this stuff, I think we've certainly been continuing to try to move the ball forward for all of you. Uh, and that's what we'll do on Monday when we, we recap the draft and kind of start looking ahead 
uh, to whatever's next for this football team. I guess we got a schedule release coming up in May. So uh, we, we got that to, to cling to. So for Scott Patsko and Mary Kay Cabot, I'm Dan Lobby. Thanks for listening, everybody.